the Lord. Right, we want to consider a few things this morning. We are trusting God to help us to have a clear understanding about things that have eternal value. Um, it is actually very easy to slip off as a child of God from things that have eternal value to have temp- temporal value. It is very easy. And it is such that the things that have eternal value can only best be perceived by the Spirit of God. And so we need to trust God to help us to have a clear understanding so that the things that have temporal value that are competing with spiritual values can be brought to the obedience of things that have spiritual value. Praise the Lord. See, because we live in this life, we need things to help us to go about our lives. Now, what we observe is that those things that we need to help us to press on are competing with eternal values in such a manner that if the Lord does not help you to understand eternal things can lose its value from you. And so this morning the subject we are treating is as simple as Consider the things of eternal value. Praise the Lord. And I would like for you to pay attention and to listen and to commune with God in prayer as you hear some of these. Amen. Father, we thank you for the word of God. Thank you for your people as well. And thank you for this gathering, which is not to any man, not even to the preacher, but unto you. For the preacher, Lord, ought to be your mouthpiece. Peace. And so I pray this morning that all thrones will be given to me, for my brethren and for myself, so that we will be renewed in the knowledge of your word, and to be able to decipher and have Commitment to things that are of eternal value. So we pray that, O oh God, you being the merciful Father, would show us mercy and to bring us to the understanding of your word. In Jesus' name, we have prayed and everyone said, Amen. Amazing to believe is being structured in the way we can begin to think about who is structuring it. But let's concentrate on the way it's being structured so that we will now begin to give our hearts to wisdom. One day Jesus said to his disciples, Pray. Because in the last days, like a snare, will it be cast upon the face of the earth, over everybody. And for those who will be able to escape, are those who will pray. Jesus spoke about that. So you see, when you get born again, it doesn't end up there. You get born again... And it's as if you have now been loose from your camp to face Satan. Who would want you to deviate from the truth that you ought to know? 
And so consider the things that make eternal life. Or that makes eternal value. Amen. In John chapter 4, not long ago I spoke to us all from that chapter. About this woman who met Jesus. But interestingly, something happened after the interaction with Jesus when she left her bucket at the well and left. And there's something interesting that happened between Jesus and his disciples after the woman has left. Which we want to look at it from John chapter 4 verse 27. Bible said, at that point, the disciples came and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, who do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot and went uh, uh, her way into the city and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat, of which you do not know. Therefore the disciples said to him, anything to eat. Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. Praise the Lord. Do you not see that there are still four months, and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes. And look at the fields, for they are ready white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gather fruits for eternal life. That both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. Amen. I will stop it here for the time being. This is a very interesting chapter in the whole Bible that I want to plead that when you have time just sit on it because every, every verse in this chapter carries so much. Let me give you a background to it. I started talking about it already. A woman has gone to fetch water from her great 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 grandfather Jacob who dug the well. And when he she was fetching. She met a nice gentleman. And that gentleman happened to be called Jesus. Now Jesus says, because Jesus didn't have any cup, Jesus didn't have any bucket, ask the woman, can you give me some of your water that you are fetching to drink? The woman quickly noticing that he was a Jew and she was a Samaritan said, it's like now it's, no, this place is now overcoming. We are overcoming all those divisions. But we are praying. Where I come from in the north, there are still divisions about who this, who that. It has happened to us also in the south before. Praise the Lord. So there was a problem between the Jews and the Samaritans at the time. So the woman was wondering, why would you ask me, a Jew man and a Samaritan, what do we have in common that you should ask me? And Jesus comes quickly and then he says that, if you knew the one who was asking you for this water, this natural water, you rather would have asked him, for the living waters. May I announce to you that there is a living water and there is a natural water. The sachet water you drink is a living water. 
You are not minding me at all. Trout water. Oh, thank you very much. You, you corrected me again, eh? See, when we, I was making the announcement, I said, Pastor Benpo has gone to, I said, rather, it is Dodo, um, Morning Star Secondary School at Dodo. So please, forgive me. Correction. Amen. So there is a living water and there is a natural water. The woman was coming to fetch natural water. As soon as Jesus said that, now look at how the conversation is going. Jesus is talking spiritual things. The woman is talking natural things. Praise the Lord. So, quickly, the woman says, what is this man talking about? You don't even have something to fetch the water. Left alone, you are telling me you are going to give me spiritual water. Or the living water. Or the water that can do so. May I announce to you that I see this many times in the scriptures. When Jesus will be talking about spiritual things, man's comprehension is so low. That they can only relate to it in the natural. But I say to you, you ought to, you have no choice. You ought to become spiritual to be able to understand spiritual things. Amen. Now when Jesus had said that to the woman and interactions going on, which is not the focus, so I will not say much after introducing it this way. Jesus began to say, woman, when the woman now had requested, give me the water that you are talking about. Of course, if I was the woman too, I would do the same and say that the one that you are talking about. You know, I like the way she puts it. She said, you know, if, if, you, if you give me that one, I won't come again to come and fetch this water. If you really had the water, that will remain in you. That will not let you go anywhere to buy such water. Won't you like it? Can I see by hand those who will not like that water at all? I won't have it in, in this place. Hallelujah. Now when the woman said, Give me so that I will not have to come back to this. Jesus now said, Go and call your husband. The woman said, Mbeko, I don't have a husband. I love that very much. Ah. Then Jesus said, Obeko, you don't have some? May I tell you that you have had five. And even the very one that you are there with is not your husband. So having said that, you don't have it, you have said correctly. So meaning that, that you don't have. What you have is not yours. Hey, Jesus. Then the woman, trembling at the place, began to shake and said, No, it appears to me that I'm talking to somebody who is extraordinary. This morning I speak to you that you may encounter that person who is extraordinary. When Jesus now has spoken to the woman about her past life, the woman quickly began to think, what am I going to do? She said, no, this, I cannot contain it. This is too much for me. She drops her bucket. She runs to the town. She tells every man sitting under a tree playing dummy, the wife's foo-foo. Washing his car. Doing any man who was engaged that the woman saw. She said, come and meet a man who told me all that I ever did. May I tell you that except a man encounters Jesus, he's not going nowhere. The man ran. But for the time being, let's pause here for a second. Jesus was on his way to somewhere else. But he chose a journey that was longer than the shortest path. Because he knew 
what he was going to do on the journey. He knew he was going to meet a woman that he needed to witness to. So, he took the long route. The Bible says that when he got to the, the, um, the well, he was weary. It is stated, he was weary. Meaning that he was so dried, hungry, and thirsty. So as soon as they got there, the disciples said to him, Master, we took a long journey. I'm hungry. In fact, when we look at you, you are also hungry. Can we go to the town and go and buy something so that we can eat? Jesus said, no problem. Go and buy. Bring it so we can all eat. When the woman had finished, so the woman came to meet Jesus at the time that the disciples were not around. So they had gone to buy food. They were now coming. And then when they came, they saw Jesus talking with the woman. So the Bible says, and at this point, the disciples came and they marveled that he was, uh, they marveled that he talked with, but no one said, what do you seek? Or why are you talking to her? It's very interesting to me. I'm wondering what was going on in their heads. Now, don't you think that you too, you should order? I like it because the way the Bible puts it meant that it was not they were thinking. Listen, we are very hungry. Why? Has Jesus started rapping women? May the Lord forgive. You know why I'm asking that? Because the Bible says that they marveled. They were very surprised. Listen, Jesus has always spoken to the crowd. Jesus has, most of the time, let me put it there, most of the time spoken to the crowd, many people. But at this particular time, there was nobody there. It was only himself and herself. So, men in their thinking, what is going on here? And I love what the Bible says, says that they marvel that he talked with a woman. How can you marvel that he's talking with a woman? And then the Bible goes further to say that, he, uh, no, 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 stay there, it's 27, when, when I'm ready I will let you know. The Bible says that, yet no one said, what do you seek? Now I'm trying to figure out what that question is for, and for who it was. Who can tell me? Was it for Jesus or was it for the woman? I think that question was for the woman. They are saying, why are you standing by our master? What is going on in your head? Then when they had said that in their heads, in their hearts, they proceed further to say, you two, who are you talking to? Now listen, human as we are, I'm sure that when you see people, when they haven't said anything, or when you see standing there, you, I'm sure things go through your mind. But you don't say, true or false. Why are you not minding me? You gossip in your head. Hey, pastor. Pastor is standing here with this woman. Hey. Those who are bold in the things of the devil will say, I saw pastor wrapping a woman. Hallelujah. Are you listening? It's a very interesting something. Because I see the frame of man's thinking. I see. That's why it's important that every child of God must learn and deal with things that come into our head. It's not everything that comes into your mind that is sanctioned by God. Say a big amen. Some of them face them and dispatch them immediately. Because the devil, God has not said we will not hear him. He will speak to us. Praise the Lord. But let me concentrate on what is very crucial to me. At this point in time, the disciples have come like if you and I were there, we too would do the same thing. With all kinds of cobwebs moving on in our heads. It's okay. But then, in the verse 28, very interesting. 
The woman then left her water pot, went away into the city and said to the men, Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Other verses say, could this be the Messiah? Other verses say, could he be the anointed one? Quickly, the Bible says that he went and told all the men. Verse 30, they went out of the city and came to him. In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat, praise I like that. They edge him. What is the meaning of the word edge? I know we have very... Huh? You are too quick. Yes? What does it mean? Insist. Excellento. Another word for edge. Over. Encouraged. Persuaded. I want you to understand Bible. Where is the man in the suit? Come. Insisting, persuading, urging him simply was not a matter of. Master, we have brought the food. Let's eat. They were very forceful on his life. Lord, we have brought the food. We are very hungry. Lord, we have brought the food. We are very hungry. Lord, can we eat? Lord, it looks like you are taking some time. Lord, can they were urging Jesus. I want you to understand. So that when the Lord begins to talk spiritual things, we will connect our heart to those things and do as the Lord wants us to do. Amen. Now, the Bible says they were urging him, insisting. In other words, listen, this woman, you are troubling me too much. And I noticed that this is not the first time that Jesus has had this trouble. Sometimes somebody is crying, he's crying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. They'll say, you are troubling too much. Shut up. Man will always stop you. But I say to you, don't allow no man, when you see eternal values, to stop you in Jesus' name. So as they were insisting, stop, 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 Jesus began to, today I won't do you any harm. Okay, He said to them, and that was also the matter to me. Would you like to read that on the board for me, please? One, two. I am wondering. I am eating already. Child of God, there's a natural food. There is a spiritual food. Anybody who does not love spiritual food, it will not be the best. He said to them, I have food to eat for which you do not know. You know, children of God, can I plead with God for something? May the eyes of our understanding be open to spiritual meal in the name of Jesus. Then he shot through with the next one in the next verse. It's on the board. Please read that for me as well. One, two. Up till now, the people were far away from Jesus. This morning, don't be too far away from Jesus. There are things that may be said that it may sound so far from you. Do not allow anything to keep you too far. I have food to eat that you don't know. Indeed, they didn't know. So they, they rather began to ask themselves, Did anybody bring him something to eat whilst we were away? Probably that woman gave him something to eat. That's why he's not minding us. I don't really know what has happened to this man. Okay, if he doesn't want to eat, either he should just tell us we should eat. Why? But they didn't listen. 
I have food to eat that you don't know. Meaning, I was eating already. But I love something that followed after. The next verse. One, two. When I heard this, then I saw that unless God shows mercy on a man, he will begin to value temporary stuff more than just matters of the kingdom. This year, God is directing us that we should value eternal things. Somebody say a big amen. amen. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish it. What is that? I have food to eat that you don't know of. And my food is to do the will of him who sent me. Something is happening. Jesus has begun something. Jesus, the Bible says that for he came to save sinners and to deliver them. Praise the Lord. Oh, is your amen? Should I pay for it? Okay, then I say praise the Lord. If you don't want me to ask the child of your amen, respond amen. Bible says that. Now Jesus proceeded and said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish it. I stopped there for a moment. What was it that he was eating that he hadn't finished? And the people have come to interrupt him. And still the interruption is still not gaining ground. So focused. You know what the Lord is trying to say? I have begun something. I will not let you cause me not to finish it. Did you notice that Jesus didn't finish with the woman? At the response of Jesus to show the woman her true character, the woman vermuted. Run! You know why? Because what Jesus was coming up with was too life. She needed more people. So she goes to call all the men and say, come and hear. Time will not let us go into what happened when the men themselves have come. And as, as until now, the disciples asked for them, they were on a different planet. May you not be on a different planet with Jesus this morning in the name of Jesus. I... My will is to do the will of him who sent me. My desire is to do the will of him who sent me. I don't live for myself. And may I drop here to say, child of God, it is very easy to live for yourself. Whatever you are doing, thank God the Bible says that if we don't work, we don't eat. So we are not asking you to stop working. But do you know that sometimes the work possesses us in such a manner that Jesus is behind the work. But you see, when you get born again and you get closer to the Lord and as you are growing and growing in grace and waxing strong, there has to be a change. The, 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 the connection or the relationship with Jesus must come first and the work must come second. Hallelujah. That's why when Satan was trying to offer something to Jesus, Jesus said, get thee behind me. My priorities for eternal things are more important to me than what you can offer. I say to every child of God, please do not allow anything to take the first place of your heart. That shall serve the Lord with all of your heart, with all of your might, with all of your soul, with everything that is within you. Let Jesus be first. Hallelujah. So I am doing something I haven't finished. And my mandate 
to doing that man, but from God. Now Jesus was now telling about himself. In the next verse, would you do me, I know that the word is blur until nowadays and uh, Mike, all of this, this weekend they have to finish the job for me. So we can all watch the reading from the middle there. There are new ideas coming up. Amen. But as much as you can see, tell me what Jesus said to his disciples at this time. One, two. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are ready white. Praise the Lord. Now, I see Jesus saying that we are not at the same level. What I am seeing you, you are not seeing. Do you know that as I am standing here, there are many people who need to be saved. I am waiting to finish the assignment I began. The woman had gone. She's going, to, she's going to bring in the harvest. I say to every child of God, these are eternal values. Praise the Lord. I've sent the woman. And you are concerned. Now, let me, I, want to, I want you to see the conflict. They were urging him. They were... What was the other word again? Persuading him. And then, insisting on him. Possibly shaking him to say, Lord, and I have that. In our Christianity, there is always a fight against spiritual values. May your eyes be open. Praise the Lord. I have found out for my life the things of this life can try to take the center stage of my direction. May you see it in Jesus' name. When Jesus said, You see, you have brought the food and you are trying to say, Lord, there's time for everything. Let's forget about what we have begun and chop. That's the thinking of man. But that's not that of the Lord. I beg you, anywhere that you have been planted, when the Lord gives you opportunity, don't blow it up. Amen. You may be saying to me, Pastor, but Jesus was, he was the one who was talking about himself and what God sent him to do. Me too, I have what I have to do. I want to say to you, as long as you are a child of God, you too, you are part of it. Say a big amen. You may be wondering also for how. In the next few chapters, chapter 6, verse 26 and 27, I would like for you to have a look at something very... Some people have enjoyed... The multiplication of food that was done by Jesus. They saw the miracle and they were so happy. I mean, they dropped everything. Those who were supposed to go to farm refused to go to farm. Because we have had an easy way of chopping. And so why should we go to farm? Those who were supposed to go to their factories to work, they said today is a holy day. Because yesterday we ate and we were full. If we follow this man, we will eat again. So today, holy day, we are going to seek Jesus. You know why? Many people have entered the church. And many people are responding to calls. Places where people are saying to them, 
I know who is sitting on your progress. And they are so mindful of that thing to such an extent that they are going to church not for the Jesus who is able to give them eternal life, but they are going to church because... And I've just been told that somebody is sitting on my progress. So they are entering the church, trooping in and trooping in, that the Lord will say something about them themselves, and to show them, you know something, there's going to be three days of this, after that your harvest will be plenty. If I were to do that, I tell you, you will not have a place to sit here. Because man's desire has been turned to temporal values. I say to you today, please, turn to eternal values. Read a scripture for me. John chapter 6, 26 and 27. One, two, every one of you. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal on him. Shout a big amen. Okay, even chapter 4, Jesus was talking now about he and the mission for which he came. In chapter 6, Jesus now is talking to you and I. Don't you see? He said, do not labor for the food that perishes. What is Jesus saying? What is it that I need to engage myself in that will help me to have eternal life? Do not labor for the food that perishes. My dear brother, my dear sister, I want to say to you, please make your ready for Something that can offer somebody eternal life. He's not saying stop your work. No. He is simply saying there are values. You can choose eternal value. You can also settle for temporal value. Hallelujah. Don't labor. Recently, I was told of somebody who had built a very nice mansion and didn't get enough time to live in it to die. As soon as they moved in in no time, the person died. And the thought that came into my mind is they built this house to go and live in it. This house will not be transported from here to heaven. And this person didn't get a chance to live in it. So why do we bother ourselves? Please don't get me wrong. This is not to say do something. Hallelujah. Or don't do something. Let me put it the right way. I only want to bring your attention in this sermon to things that are of eternal value. Praise the Lord. Brethren, if there is anything we need to do, please think on these things. That you may affect somebody to eternal life. Are you listening to me? It's not one of the things we think about. But it is one of the things Bible would have us to think about. God has set natural and temporary things. He has set spiritual things. The choice is all of us to decide or choose which one. And I want to say... From this short meeting, be determined to choose something 
that has eternal value. Amen. Do not labor for the things that perishes. Do you know that everything that we are seeing, everything including this church building, including this body in which I live, the real Dennis is inside, Including the bank accounts that you will see, they will send you information that you have 4,000 CDs in your account. Anything that we see is temporal. Hallelujah. And yet, the temporality of this has been able to capture our hearts. May we make a reverse. When Jesus said, don't. You know, whenever I'm reading Bible, thank God the entire Bible is the Word of God. But when I come to the real, the, the red letter, the real letter, the, the red letter, Words. I don't know how I can depart from those things. Because they have too much life. That's why you see, I just observed that I love to preach from the Gospels. Because it's so clear. The Word Himself is causing the Word to be written for us. So if I were to tell you, Jesus is saying to you this morning, don't labor for the food or for anything that has a short living, please readjust. Readjust may not help. Let me simply put it. Take it seriously. And turn around. Amen. For the Bible says that do not labor for the food which perishes, which perishes, but for the but for the food that endures. I love that endures to everlasting life. The only one who can give you everlasting life is Jesus. Which the Son of Man now listen to which the Son of Man will give to you. Hallelujah. I'm only praying that as you're listening to me, you will begin to connect your heart to the word of the Lord and begin to make some serious decisions that I will pursue Jesus and do what he says. I should do. Let me just come to this scripture and probably I would stop preaching from there. In Second Corinthians, as much as I would have loved to go on, in Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eighteen. Second Corinthians four eighteen. It's a very interesting matter there. Can we read it together please? One, two. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are... And... Sorry, let's start from there. But... So the Bible says that while we do not look at the things which are, not, which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, are temporal, are not seen, are... Praise the Lord. And brethren, we can become very excited about anything 
from the bedroom seat to an aeroplane to the ship to the beautiful mansions, they are all temporary. But when we can ask somebody to come to Jesus who will give him eternal life, they are eternal values. Praise the Lord. Which the Son of Man will give. I don't know. But you will see that one of our biggest challenges as a body of Christ everywhere is to draw men to this eternal fountain. We can talk about anything from politics to investments to buildings to properties. But don't talk about a soul coming to Jesus. That will give you eternal crown. This morning, consider your eternal values. Hallelujah. Consider we are living in days and time when people even come to you because of Jesus living in you, things are happening so they see you are different. And when they come and they say, what is it that makes you the way you are? I hear it on radio. They call people to come and talk to young people. Motivate them. And then I hear all they say to them. Nothing is impossible when you give your mind and heart to. You can achieve everything. But that's not what they saw. You are a believer. There is something in you. It is the Lord at work in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. The attraction to those people is not the ability of academics. There is something in you. The light of the world residing in you. So they are hungry. And they want it. But then you go. May I tell you. In this world nothing is impossible. When you give your heart. And you focus on studying. You will achieve everything. After the people have achieved everything. What is their destiny? I plead by the mercy of God. Everyone sitting here. You are what you are by the grace of God. And it's about time we utilize this grace of God. Don't let everything, don't let your presentation as if this is all that we have come to meet. My brothers, no! We have a destiny. And that destiny can only be reached out to anybody else if we can point the person to Jesus. Hallelujah. I love the statement. Eternal life, which only the Son of Man or Son of God shall give you. You know, if I were to tell you, when I didn't know the Lord, I still remember. As much as I was privileged to be born again at a very early age. Before born again, the load on my life was too heavy. 
thanks be to God for Jesus who came into my life. Which only the Son of God can give. Maybe you are here today. Somebody may have invited you to church. I know there are many people in the church now who claim they are born again, but they are still carrying their load. This morning, I desire the difference for you. If you ever even came to this church because of something that you are looking for, probably there is a nice girl. Probably there is a handsome man. Probably there is a work that you know that there is this man who is the boss there. He goes to church here. So I want to come here so I can say to him, say I need a job. They are all temporal. It is Jesus you need. I want to beg you. I want you to make a choice. Any of us who claim we know Jesus, but there is no effect. You too can join. And see what Jesus can do for you. Bow down your heads with me as I pray. You may say, Pastor, my focus has been on how well the Lord will do for me. But I can tell you that for those of us and many people in the congregation... For us, when we came to Jesus, He did everything together and gave it to us. But what has made the difference in our lives is the fact that He is the one we want to still make as priority. I want to tell you that if you openly give your heart to the Lord, you would have eternal life. So simple. And so, as we have bowed our heads and you say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus because I want to have eternal life and I want my life to be controlled by the Lord. As we have bowed our heads, you say, I want my life to be taken over by this Jesus whom you are witnessing about, whom you are testifying about. Wherever you are, if you lift your right hand, I will see you and I will pray for you. God bless you over there. God bless you too. Somebody else, God bless you as well. It's very important. You're saying, Pastor, I need this eternal life. I need this understanding. I need it so badly. Please, wherever you are, may I see your hand up? God bless you. Those of you with your hands up, yeah, let me see, let me see. Don't put it down. Don't put it down at all. Would you please stand to your feet? Just stand. There's no need, no be afraid. You see, let me tell you, there are temporary tasks. But let me tell you, there is an eternal life that we will gain if only we offer our lives to Him. If somebody struggling, there's no need to struggle. You are only coming to Jesus. Who will break off the bedding on your head and your life and release you and freely give you eternal life? You need that seriously. Sometimes the devil will speak to our minds and we will say that, Oh, why are you standing? Why are you going? It is Satan because Jesus said, Come unto me with all of your burdens and I will relieve you from them. You need it. Somebody has to help you to drop it. And it is only Jesus who can do it. I don't mind at all for people to take a step and come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I have come. He too, the Bible says that, draw nigher to me and I will draw nigher to you. You come to me and I will come to you. You take the step, I will take the step to you. Those of you standing, please come. Your bedding must be made light this morning. Just come and stand right here and let Jesus do something for you. Just come here. Oh, Son of God, release, 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 release. Jesus, in your name, set them free, Lord, Son of God. Son of God. Son of God. Son of God. The great Lord, you died on the cross. That you may deliver us from the hands of the wicked one. Those that an enemy has grabbed 
and doesn't want to set them free. I command in the name of Jesus, let them go. Loose them and let them go. Lord, we want to have our eternal hope set. They want to have it right. Some other issues seem to be leading and, and guiding their hearts. Lord, they want to drop it right now. Instead of the natural values, they want to tend to the spiritual values. That's why they are here, Lord. And together, Lord, we plead for mercy that you will do something right now in their lives. Those of you, come closer to me. Come closer to me. I want you to know that you didn't come to me. You came to Jesus. He said in his word, those that are heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. And maybe some of us who are so burdened, I want you to know that he will drop your burden. He will do it. He did it for me. As I said, I came to tell you the things that Satan had me do. And so your steps that you have taken, I want you to understand this. You can turn it all to Him. Begin to feel sorry in your own heart. Begin to tell Him, the Lord, won't you take this burden off me? Lord, have mercy on me as I have come. Lord, I don't want to go out again with this burden. I am shattered. I need help. The Bible said he will not turn you out. His word is true. So having taken the steps to come here, I want you to know you will not be the same. We're going to ask him to forgive all of your sins. And let's wash you white clean. There are some situations that need to be broken now in the name of Jesus. But if you agree with Jesus, it will be done. So let's pray this prayer together. And say this with all of your heart and with your, with your tongue after me. Say it after me. My heavenly Father. Say it, my heavenly Father. I come to you now. I know who I am. I have burdens. I'm a sinner. I have done many things to displease you. But this hour, I have taken steps to you that you may forgive me. I repent of all the things that I have done against you. I ask you, Lord, I have heard about your blood. They wash and make white as snow. Therefore, Lord, make me clean by your blood. Oh, I have come in the name of Jesus. Now I open my heart I receive you as my Lord and as my personal Savior. I want you to rule over my life from this moment that I may love you, love your word, and do what pleases you. This is what I want to be. Therefore, help me. In the name of Jesus, I thank you that you have heard me. Now, I... Father, let the change come. Let the change come. Let the change come in the name of Jesus. Let Christ, Jesus, whom they have received, be planted solid in their hearts. We command Satan to take his hand off 
any of these people who have come to you. Set them free. Loose them and let them go, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Satan, you have no part in them anymore. Did you not hear Jesus say, Whoever the Son sets free is free indeed. I declare them free from your hand and from your bondage in the name of Jesus. I set them loose to go and majority that their value system will be of things of eternal life. May the Lord establish you. Guide and be present with you from now on. And may your life transform to the very image of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. In Jesus' name we have prayed and everyone said, uh, God bless you. Church, put your hands together for them. Stand here.